Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. I actually was supposed to be on this show last night, but I didn't get back into Keen uh, until much later than I expected to. We had gone on a special... We'll keep you anyway. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, we'd gone on a, s- a special journey down to uh, Connecticut, which is one of the uh, the mask world states where they have completely uh, demanded through governor whoever the hell it is down there, I don't even know, some scumbag, uh, demanding that people be wearing masks or else some sort of punishment. I don't know if it's gone through legislatively anywhere, but it certainly has gone through as uh, governor's orders and people are taking them seriously. Stores have mandatory mask signage up, uh, and I did not wear a mask the entire time I was down there. Now, to be fair, I wasn't down there for very long. Uh, we had to go down to uh, to visit a bank. But it did require us to take an Uber uh, from one point to, to another and then uh, take an Uber back. And while I was there, because it was a three-hour-long bank visit, mm-hmm. which was ridiculous. And how was your Uber driver? Well, there were two Uber Uber drivers, the one there and the one the one back. So both I'll, both I'll masked up. I'll tell you uh, that. So and then also while we were waiting, it was three hours outside of the bank while Aria was inside meeting with bankers. Uh, you know, I ran out of some my water that I'd brought with me, so I went to the nearby grocery store to purchase some water, and so I did all of these things uh, without wearing a mask. I've been talking about this for for the longest time, and that is the constant handling of the mask. The Uber driver, what was the first thing he did? He picked it up. It was probably laying there on the seat, and then he put it on. He's got his hands all over it. He's probably Mm -hmm. been using the same one since day one. I came across a very interesting study, uh, uh, report. The coronavirus can live on the mask for up to seven days. Mm -hmm. When it comes to these disposable masks, these little surgeon, little blue ones, Mm -hmm. they only really last, you can only really use them, reuse them three times. And that is only if you are uh, con- decontaminating them every time you take them off. So you which need, they're not. Which they're not. So yeah. you, I mean, I'm talking about like well, hydrogen peroxide. You spritz them down. I mean, the other the other option is to to leave them out in the sun and or in a, in a hot car all, for all day. Mm-hmm. But I mean, no, people are using the same nasty germ-infested petri dishes. There's probably it? some people who tra- change them out. But yeah, I mean, there's I mean, I'm I sure mean, a number I, of people I, who are. Since reading this article, I read it, I, got, I picked this up last week. Now I'm just sitting. I'm watching these cashiers. And constant, I'll be, you know, third, fourth line, and I'm watching them touch their mask mm-hmm. and readjust the straps, you know, five, six times before yeah. I even get to them. And then they put their nasty, grubby hands all over my groceries. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, man, we, I might not have, there, there might not have been any spittle. Uh, uh, there is uh, now. You know, between the two of us. <laughs> right. But you touched your you touched your mask, the nasty, moist right. mask on your face six times while I've been standing here. I do admire your passionate advocacy for freedom. Thank you. But I'm worried about a potential unexpected consequence. Okay. With your uh, brilliant recruiting, you'll probably get a, a lot of people like-minded. However, uh, uh, I, I believe the, the potential unexpected consequence might be a reduction of freedom due to an excessive population in New Hampshire. Right now, we're at uh, 1.5, excuse me, 1.3 or 4 million. And um, I was just uh, recording, recalling, waiting on the phone uh, 
in the 1950s, uh, how there was no license to mm. to to fish along the seacoast. Mm-hmm. But now we're uh, doubled that population, and uh, that's just an example of how you have less freedom to do what you want when you want. So uh, I was wondering if you could uh, simul- possibly simultaneously advocate for freedom um, while also um, advocating prosperity without growth. Uh, Well, we do advocate for the mass holes to go home. It is a continuing concern for a lot of the folks that live up here, which is folks from New York, folks from Massachusetts, people that don't understand freedom coming here to New Hampshire because maybe they do at the very least value having lower taxes, but then they still bring this sort of statist mindset up with them and and that is frustrating that's that's the first thing that happens when they get here they're like i came here because it's so beautiful low Mm -hmm. taxes i love the love nature and whatnot and then the first thing they do they're lobbying their city government we need a new law we need we need we need more parking uh we need a a transit system we need uh we need to save more of the snails we need more laws i mean it's we we need the federal government we have a big problem here in new hampshire where the federal government is is buying up all the land and turning it into conservatories uh, to, to be, and you can't do anything with it ever. I think that would be uh, one of the best things that we could do. And I, I sorry, I just got it, you know, just getting to this. I wish I could have asked our caller about this, but uh, what he thought about the idea of leaving the federal government about New Hampshire, calling it quits, saying, you know what, this experiment's over. It's been a failure. Uh, we're going to just go ahead and do our own thing, go our own way, and be as free of a place as we possibly can. Because I think that's your best bet. If you want to be, a, you know, if you want to have a freedom loving population, you've got to start by being a freedom-loving place and then attracting the right people in. And I think that that's really all you need to do. On Eric July, he's like a libertarian. He's quite famous. He's made music before. Um, yeah, he's a, rap, he's a rap on. artist, right? Or uh, you know, rock band sure, or something? Yeah. Well, it's it's uh, I think kind both, of in between. But, um, it's somewhere between like rap, rap and heavy metal. Okay, it's, rap metal. Uh, right, yeah, right, right. it's a okay. unique um, style. So, I... Uh, Recently, people have came out um, kind of almost criticizing um, people who um, are um, for freedom. And uh, they, they said, um, uh, well, all these feds are coming into Portland and they're trying to shut down the protest. You people should be you know, offended by this. And Eric made some responses to that. And I just wanted to get... Well, your your thoughts on his responses? Well, I don't know what his so responses were. That's where that's what I'm going to do right okay. now. Okay. So, so they um, were saying, just to be clear, he, you're saying critics were saying you should be against uh, Trump uh, bringing troops in, or what were the critics this, saying exactly? This has become the the next great schism between freedom lovers, mm. the people who support. Uh, the 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 feds going in and disappearing people. We've entered into the realm of it's no longer your street outside in your yeah. house. It's someone's private driveway. They beat mm-hmm. down a gate to get in there. Now, well, they may have beaten down a gate to they, a gated neighborhood. And there was a lot of them. If, if they, I would be pointing my gun at him, Ian. Yeah. Uh, well, look. I would be staying someplace much more discreet because if you do have a large angry mob yeah. and you have a gun. First, don't be close to them because in, uh, because it's a lot faster to bring a fist into play than it is a gun. What you really want to do is stay upstairs, keep an and eyeball w- and wait for them to burn your house down, maybe shoot, while, while you're in it. Shoot them oh, from yeah, roof, a roof distance t- before they can get up absolutely to rooftop the style. House. 
uh, yeah, rooftop Koreans. Well, Her, this um, woman had never ho- held a gun before in her life. Yeah, that was scary. Uh, she she had this sort of cocked armed hold of the gun, like sort of limply holding it. That gun would have gone off, it probably would have hit her in the forehead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> If she even knew where the trigger was or well, how to use she, it she or turn the safety Her finger off. was all over it, so she, yeah. she knew you know, she was getting there. Crazy. Um, so, look, I don't think we know enough about that situation, Conan, just sitting here in Keene, New Hampshire, not having actually been there. I mean, if I were to speculate, if you say they you know, busted down a gate or whatever, usually that, that, that would say to me that if they weren't going to those people's house, they broke down the gate to the gated neighborhood. And they were in some sort of a gated neighborhood trying to go somewhere. Did not seem like their goal was to go to this house because in the video you can see a number of people just walking past. Uh, A gentleman in the chat room, Etar, says, I never thought Ian would come out against defending property. I didn't say I was against defending property. I said if you point a gun at somebody, you are a threat to that person. And if that person hasn't threatened you in some way, it's entirely inappropriate, I think, in most circumstances Unless you have some real reason to believe that that person is a threat to you. Like if they've said, I'm going to kill you and like start coming at you. But if they're just walking down this uh, private street, now arguably they weren't welcome there. But there is a story here from the Washington Post that says video obtained by the St. Louis Post-Dispatch shows that the gate to a private Community, Community, by the way. It wasn't just their driveway they were walking up here. Uh, the, the gate was already open when the protesters arrived. So what does that mean? Uh, what I saw, the gate, was hanging off of its hinges. So I guess, yeah, it was open after they busted it off the hinges with, with sledgehammers. Okay. Uh, well, this says it was already open. I don't know what the truth is here, uh, Conan, but none of us were actually there the cor- the story here from the washington post says that the mccloskeys which is the oh they are apparently both attorneys mark and patricia mccloskey are possibly being charged with felony counts each charged with one felony count of unlawful use of a weapon. The libertarian movement has had a problem with these right-wingers coming in for a long time and watering down uh, the principled message of the libertarian party. We're lucky this year that the party actually nominated somebody who has a bit of a libertarian track record, uh, Joe Jorgensen, for their presidential nomination, whereas the last three times they've nominated former Republicans. So, I mean, if you ever needed any proof of what Trey is saying was true, just look at the last three election seasons with the Libertarian Party's dismal uh, choices. But, you know, this just comes back to how weak the liberty movement is. It's easy to, uh, you know, to essentially take it over. It's easy to infiltrate it. It's easy to get into it and make it sound like, you know, it, it that libertarians believe things that they they don't i mean libertarians are very simple you know it's not a complex philosophy it's don't just don't hit other people right it's preschool level stuff it just says hey using aggressive force against your neighbors is not okay you and know the it. one thing i've noticed and i'm not putting uh, throwing gary johnson in this list and all but you're talking about infiltration mm-hmm. into the liberty into the liberty movement and I, uh, I what i have seen over the years is i i I see people who I consider to be freedom-loving and very libertarian giving up. Hey, Daily Digest listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy. So, I produce the Daily Digest. 
I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. I did want to share the actual poem by Pastor Martin Niemöller. I think it's important, especially given the discussion that we've been having here tonight. We've had a couple callers. It's been revised. It's been there's very many 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 translations, and it's been revised to basically support wherever you stand. So they've changed communist to socialist, yeah, the back yeah. and forth. Well, and, they should. Uh, actually, the original one has both in it. So uh, it's a yeah. poem by... The point of the poem is that which group you're talking about doesn't matter, doesn't matter. so much. Yeah. Yeah, this was a couple... This was like two years after the, the, you know, the, the World War II. Uh, this was a German pre, uh, Lutheran, I think. First, they came for the communists, and I did not speak out because I was not a communist. Then they came for the socialists, and I didn't speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists. And I didn't uh, speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews, and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. And then they came for me, and there was no one left to speak out for me. And uh, what we're referring to here is the a couple callers last hour brought up some purported libertarians who on one hand claim to be libertarian, which means that they supposedly believe in non-aggression against their peaceful neighbors. And on the other hand, they were also relishing the idea that the federal government goons are snatching people up off the streets in Portland and now, I guess, Chicago. The feds have apparently uh, invaded into Chicago as well, and they're relishing in this because they don't like communists. If you just leave these people to die in the streets just because you think you know what their philosophy is, I mean, that is just the mo- one of the most callous things uh, that that you can possibly do. Also, the crowd at Black Lives Matter is by and large younger. Now, I wouldn't disagree that if you come across a 60, 70 year old communist, you ain't going to change their mind. They have set the most likely right. You know, if you come across a 20 year old communist, they probably haven't been deeply involved in that philosophy for a very long time they probably heard a few things that they liked and they said oh well this sounds good free health care and free education all right sign me up and whereas a 60 or 70 year old it is not the the horrifically rigged system that we have right now and the problem is what makes people anti-capitalist is they think what we have is capitalism, capitalism. Yeah. and that's not what it is not even close let's uh, bring back trey he's been uh, waiting patiently here and trey you brought the topic up i wanted to make sure you had a chance to uh, to continue go ahead oh thanks yeah uh, excellent topic matt um i i definitely agree with the poem and i think it's it's really, uh, really wise and insightful. And, um, and I understand where you're coming from too, Conan. I, 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 I myself consider myself to be a left libertarian, but I don't support authoritarian com- communism and I don't support fascism. And, you know, there's people on the left who want to use the state against the right. There's people on the right who want to use the state against the left. Mm-hmm. But in either scenario, only the state and the government win. We've got Isaiah. He's on the line in California who surprisingly seems to think the police are out there doing good work. And Isaiah, I wanted to bring you back on here to uh, to talk about that. I told you that the police are regularly threatening and harming the lives of peaceful people, and you just flat out denied that. I mean, are you about you know 10 years old? Have you just not paid attention uh, around you? 
I'm 20, actually. Okay. So you must know people who have had their lives absolutely ruined by the police, or did you grow up in a gated neighborhood? First of all, you're assuming a lot of stuff that is not true. And because cops have gotten rid of murderers, serial killers, rapists, they've gotten rid of all those people in the, in, in the world. Including the people from the like, they got rid of all the people into in the, the world. Uh, uh, last time I checked, there are a lot of open cases out there because you know what? It's hard catching murderers. It's much, much easier to get in your car and, and set up a speed trap and prey on innocent people who might be going 10 miles over. This is what they do. You're trolling, right, Isaiah? You don't actually believe this stuff that you're saying? Yes, I do believe it. I am not trolling. Okay. Now, so you I don't know agree. anyone at age 20. Who has had their life ruined? You don't know anyone who been who's been arrested and charged with victimless crimes. You don't know anybody who's been booted out of uh, college for possession of uh, drugs. You've, you ha- you haven't been have you had you haven't had a an, a party caved in. You haven't had all your beer poured out for decades. Progressives have attempted to use climate change to justify liberal policy changes, but their latest attempt, a new proposal called the Great Reset, is the most ambitious and radical plan. The world has seen in more than a generation. They're, they're probably referring to the, uh, the the New Deal, which was the last big one. At a virtual meeting earlier in June hosted by the World Economic Forum, some of the planet's most powerful business leaders, government officials, and activists announced a proposal to reset the global economy. Instead of traditional capitalism, the high-profile group said... The world should adopt more socialist policies such as wealth taxes, additional regulations, and massive Green New Deal-like government programs. Wow, shocking. So you're saying a bunch of power-sick freaks who are in charge of industry and governments got together and said they want even more control over people. Well, they want to, And that's they, what the reset they, is? They want to retain that power. Yeah. They're going to use this to basically uh, get, get all, all government leaders in the same room. Yeah, this they, doesn't they, sound like a reset. This sounds like a crackdown. It, yeah, yeah, and they, they, uh, and let's not forget their cashless society. This is mm-hmm. just this is. Uh, th- Do you think this whole uh, chain shortage thing is just a bunk? Is it just a excuse to get people to to move away from cash? I'm not sure about that. I don't. I don't sure if it's all overhyped and it's not mm-hmm. even real. It's not even really happening. I don't know. You know that it's that there are actually stores out there who are running out of change. But I mean, it would make sense. So Conan, you said some of these uh, big wigs, these politicians, these captains of industry. They had a virtual meeting. A virtual meeting hosted by the World Economic Forum. And I did watch little bits and pieces of it. And I've got to tell you, if you want to... It's public, huh? You can actually watch this thing? All these videos are public. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I mean, like, you, you wouldn't get into the Bilderberg group, right? No, no. Okay. no this is a little bit different because this is mm-hmm. something they want people to, to embrace. They want, okay. it, they want them to embrace this. But I'm telling you, if you want to see the most pompous, elitist snobs out there... Watch this, and it's just Sounds it, awful. It's it was it was it's horrible. But mm-hmm. then when you when you hear them talking down about sure. the people, the people, the little people, it's just it, it's a slap in the face. And I and I'm sorry to say that I don't think a lot of people actually pick up on that. Mm-hmm. I think that they see this. I think they're going to see this, and they are going to embrace it. That these mm-hmm. people are going to save us. Look at all the look at all the the, the the fact that all the countries weren't working hand in hand together to 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 defeat this, to to do battle against this COVID nonsense. That's what they're saying. We needed to work better together. Is the idea? Oh, this is where this is going. Of course, mm-hmm. but I mean, um, among, among kind of yeah, exactly among other things. So yeah. at this meeting, uh, uh, one of the uh, the spokesmen. Uh, the founder, actually, every country from the United States to China must participate mm. and every industry from oil and gas to tech must be transformed 
wrote Klaus uh, Klaus Schwab. Well, they're the starting with the, the masks. Somebody called earlier tonight. You're you're a musical performance artist, uh, Eric. You and I have met on occasion at uh, conferences. I think in Arcapulco in the past. Yes. So welcome yeah. finally to Free Talk Live. Uh, somebody called in earlier tonight, claiming. And I don't want to put words in their mouth, so this is just my understanding of what they were saying. They were saying that you were making the claim online that uh, that it's a good thing that the federal government is disappearing people on the streets of Portland because they're communists. <laughs> oh, man. That's something, man. It's funny that you said that because the, I actually asked the guy. This is why I ended up calling in. I asked the guy um, what his actual context was, right? And he didn't say that, right? He didn't say that. It was like he, I figured that he removed the context or he completely misrepresented my mm-hmm. uh, position. And obviously that was the case. First of all, no, I've never said that. All that I said was that I would not go out of my way to generally defend people that want me dead, robbed, ruled over, taxed to death, um, in, in, in certain capacity. I can say two things, such as communists are bad, as well as the federal government kidnapping people or robbing people or something like that is a bad thing as well so i think it's crazy and i actually i'm almost borderline offended that anybody would ever even even you know run with that like it was that something eric july would say i got all this mountains of evidence me being (laughs) anti-state but yeah i'm gonna say that the federal government should take people um or take communists uh, or anybody for that matter, and go and go kidnap them. I, I feel like I'm disrespected by the idea that anybody would even run with that as that's the truth. I think the mistake, if, if a libertarian is going to make one, is marching alongside them. I think that's buffoonery. I think I'm, and I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. I think that's a foolish thing for libertarians to do. Uh, generally, all you do is end up pushing. Definitely, when you talk about Black Lives Matter, let's say in in a group. We're, this is not a secret. We know that they have organizations not only behind it. I'm not even talking about Black Lives Matter. Let's say in the actual uh, group. Uh, like the actual like Marxist group. I'm talking about other affiliations and such as far as what they actually push. And I think libertarians run around a lot, a lot often like sad puppy dogs trying to cling on to everybody, uh, different groups and their ideologies instead of acting like actual leaders. So I would agree if you go out there to have a discussion with people. Absolutely. What I was saying, this is the same thing I've said before when it comes to like communists. I would never, ever march alongside them. I don't care because we have a common enemy because they're my enemy as well. I don't mm. want to swap their version of authoritarianism with uh, with a new version of authoritarianism. This is why when I say I won't go out of my way to, let's say, defend a communist when he gets roughed up by a police officer or something like that. I said that because they're rival gangs as far as I'm concerned. So. I have no desire to take sides on that. And I can say that they're both wrong. They're both not equal. And one may even be more of a threat to me, such as, let's say, the actual state uh, or members or agents of the state. But I think it's a strategic mistake if you go march alongside these groups. And it's not just exclusive to Black Lives Matter. It's with these other groups. Now, if you want to go to a rally, any libertarian to go have a conversation with these individuals, I encourage that. You're probably going to see more stations going out of business, I think, over the next year or so. There's a real struggle in broadcast media, not just uh, not just radio, but television. Uh, of course, newsprint has been having a tough time for years, for uh, last couple decades, and now they're having an even tougher time because advertisers are drying up. What, uh, what type of stations? Music stations or talk radio? I think, all, I think a lot of them are going to go under. Well, uh, you've got all of the alternatives. You've got your uh, your podcasts, and you got yep, your. That's uh, true. Those aren't your, going anywhere. Your your you know your MP3s. Podcasts are sticking around. That's for sure. There's a ton of them, but uh, it's hard to find the good ones. Uh, so the, it's going to be a changing media landscape. The whole the whole situation out there is very very fluid. It may uh, be a great 
reset. Yeah, and that's what we were talking about here in the last hour, uh, Conan. You brought up this story about these bigwigs from industry and politicians laying it all out, coming together at some sort of a virtual meeting that apparently was open for anybody to watch. Where they're just coming right out and saying they want to get rid of capitalism, they want to have more socialism. Rewrite the social contract, whatever that might be. Right, we still don't even know what the original one said, so who knows what this one's going to say. If work at home becomes sort of the new normal, which I don't care for those terms, but if that is what indeed happens, if a lot of these jobs that used to be in an office can now be done from home, then the business can close the office. Yep, save they money can on, save, save the money. money on taxes and electricity and the whole nine. Right. So even if your employees aren't as efficient if will, they're will at you, home. Will it make up in the long run? Right. If you're not paying a commercial lease for the next, you know, 50 years on some Main Street front studios or, you know, Main Street offices that cost through the roof, you know, completely unnecessarily at this point because everybody likes to work from home. Yeah. Um, well, they like that. Yeah. For a couple of months. And then I, I think done, they're going to get sick of it. I've done the I've worked for myself for two years. Mm-hmm. I was basically in my basement by myself right. working and you know what it's kind of lonely uh, sure. i do like to get out and you know be with people i know that i am asocial but i mean i do like people occasionally <laughs> on, on, on my terms and uh well, so but I, you can, I don't you can go out and like you know join a knitting club or a running club or something like that and you can meet people that way or a gardening club you're doing gardening now uh, you're getting into beekeeping. I think there's a beekeepers club. There is, in the area, uh, and, they want, so. and they want money from me too. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I, there's something different from actually going out and recreating with other people, mm-hmm. doing fun things, hobbies, as opposed to working, opposed to working and mm-hmm. team building and making things happen, actually being productive. There's, it's a little bit different. They haven't actually come out with the fine, tiny details, the specific details, which will be January 2021. Uh, Wait, how do you get that? Where did they say that date? That's the next meeting at Davos. I see. Uh, and they'll be, they're going to be coming out full, full, full swinging. Hmm. Uh, they're already uh, taking advantage of this pandemic. Uh, sure. They, they, they've always talked Never about... Never let a good crisis go to waste. Stuff. Isn't that what uh, Rahm Emanuel said? Oh, yeah. Uh, and this, uh, this prince, Charles, has always been talking about the, uh, the climate change and, being, and using it as mm-hmm. a, uh, vehicle. A, a vehicle to, uh, to make people more receptive to these types of ideas. Yep. So, so that's going to just be looking for it. It's been quiet. It's been quiet for uh, a couple of months, but it's going to come back as soon as the, as, as the COVID starts to die down. Oh, will it, though, die down? I mean, they're certainly not acting like it's dying down right now, even though the deaths are dying down. The deaths are definitely dying down. Hospitalizations are dying down. Uh, They're acting like it's it's ramping up. There there is going to be another wave Mm -hmm. in the fall. When you know during when the re- flu normally during comes regular back, right? flu season, yeah. and, and the question is, is are people going to be so uh, tired of of living like this? And I don't know, but that, I sure that, 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 don't want to stand outside in a line in the wintertime. Well, I mean, I mean, <laughs> the, the question is, will the people eat it up again? And that, and that's how that, much can they put up with? I, I think that a lot of people are really, you know, they, they think this is the new normal. They've been, they've been propagandizing themselves with terminology like that. Ari and I went down to Connecticut yesterday, and we actually took a plane uh, down there. We took a little private uh, crop duster kind of plane thing down to Connecticut, which was fun. I'd never been up in one of those before, but like the airspace was empty. We flew by the uh, Bradley Airport or whatever down there in uh, in Hartford, Connecticut, and the pilot looked over there and he's like, "There's no planes on the 
on the wow. tarmac. There's like nothing going on. He was commenting that the air, tr- like the the chatter on the radio when we're you know when because you can hear that in the in the plane. Uh, there's not very much chatter. You know, there's just nothing happening. He says this is a great time to learn to fly because you're not an, under any pressure you, you when you're coming to, wait, to these airports. You don't have to wait for some schedule. Yeah, well, I mean, hey, the, it's the new abnormal. You know, we might. Uh, one thing about flying is you get to see the other plantations, mm-hmm. and maybe that's not an option anymore. You're just gonna. Yeah, have to, it's not an gonna, option. Just gonna have to stay in your little cubicle and uh, and follow orders, and you don't get to see what the rest of the world looks like and uh, get ideas yeah. about, about how you know you might uh, your freedoms might be stripped from you. International borders are for the most part closed. International travel was down by ninety nine percent. Yeah. They were comparing, uh, Conan, between April and Ju- July, I believe it was, uh, looking at in April, it was down like 96%. Domestic air travel was down like 96% from April, comparing to April of 2019 to right, April of right. 2020. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at Free Talk Live dot com